Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 112. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about social media sites like Twitter, Facebook, eventually Google Plus when they turn it on for us apps users, and so much more. Today, we're going to talk about fake tweets and more and more. So uh, we, we had a little pre-show discussion here, Eric, this morning. Somebody yes. in our chat room brought up a story that kind of uh, popped up, I think, last night, wasn't it? Yeah. And shame on me for not glancing at Mashable before we do the show. Oh, that's all right. It's not a big deal. We would have <laughs> we eventually got to it. Oh, which, by the way, we should just probably start off right now and let everybody know that next uh Thursday, there will be no live shows. And in fact, next week, there will be no episode of Social Media Serenity. <gasps> I know the world, I promise you, will not end. In fact, I encourage you to check out um, gspn.tv and browse some of the other shows maybe that you haven't checked out in quite some time. Maybe things have uh, have popped up that, that might be of interest to you. But uh, I'm going to be in Los Angeles. And I think it's very important for people to know that if you are anywhere in the California area, and I know that that state's pretty large. But anyway, I don't ever get to the West Coast. This is my first chance to get to the West Coast. And I am throwing an Los Angeles LA meetup. If you go to gspn.tv forward slash LA meetup, come to the meetup. Uh, you know, even if even if you have to drive for a while, come to the meetup. It's going to be awesome time. And uh, I'll be speaking at Blog World. If you want to come to Blog World, you can. But if you're not going to Blog World, you can still come to the meetup. gspn.tv slash L.A. Meetup. Sweet. Cool, cool stuff. And by the way, uh, Anne is coming from Switzerland, so she'll be there. And there's about nine other people already signed up. So I think it's going to be a good turnout. And uh, get this. I get to meet Leo Laporte. Yeah. I'm so excited. You're lucky. Um, you know what? Somebody else said that to me. And I think that I, 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 I will not accept that that phraseology. I don't believe in it. I'm not lucky. What do you I, mean? You, well, somebody said, somebody says, you're lucky that, you know, it's a, you're so you're lucky. fortunate then. <laughs> well, I, you know, the thing is, is I, I, I don't believe it's luck at all. The, the fact is, is it's been a dream of mine to get the opportunity to meet Leo Laporte face to face. That's been something that's been a dream of mine. And I'm going to Los Angeles, which, by the way, is, you know, seven hours south of where Leo is and not by any luck. But by my sheer determination to see a dream come true, I am literally booking an additional flight to uh, Oakland and driving an additional hour above that to Petaluma. This has nothing to do with luck. It's planning to make my dreams come true. Okay, well, (laughs) what I'm saying really is... (laughs) I know. (laughs) Stupid words meaning many different (laughs) meanings at once. (laughs) you you meant to say i'm so excited for you how cool would that be to be able to do that that's yes i I, you are you let me figure out a better way to say it (laughs) (laughs) i'm such a i'm such a legalist aren't i hold hold on i'm getting a a text from my assistant no um (laughs) 
Uh, you yes, you are a legalist. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to break free. Some from Some people it. also call that nitpicking. But anyways, yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is, I'm that, excited for you to get to do something that you've wanted to do for a very long time, as well as the fact that for you, the opportunity as well as extra hard work put together will make that happen. Awesome. See, it has nothing to do with luck at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's awesome. I no. know it doesn't have anything to do with chance. Yes. But when I met you're lucky that uh, what I meant was you are very fortunate that the opportunity as well as your ability to they have collided. make it happen has happened. You're yes. absolutely correct. And I'm so excited. I am. Your and I, inspiration and perspiration have combined to make you <laughs> <laughs> fortunate. Uh, I love it. There's a there's an old spice ad there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Well, anyway, um, so I'm just excited. If anybody wants to on Sunday, November 6th, if you're watching twit.tv slash live. Oh, dude, I'm going to watch it live through my Apple TV while you're doing it. I will be there sort of. Exactly. And um, I'm glad you just said that. Yeah. So so go to putting it on my calendar while you talk. Sunday, November 6th, go to twit.tv slash or well, just go to twit.tv and and watch their live stream or go on your Roku or whatever or Apple TV. Well, yeah, what you can do is Apple TV it and do it through the iPad or the iPhone AirPlay. It'll work. Awesome. So do that, and and uh, we will. Uh, when I say we, actually, I had sent out an invitation to a bunch of GSPN TV folks. I had I had thought, wouldn't it be cool if the entire audience of Twit for that Sunday was all GSPN members? And uh, we got about six people in, so it's very cool. They and of course they sold out. You know, they they had already filled out this place; they couldn't take any more. But there's going to be about six GSPN community members there. Uh, including myself. And, um, you know, usually afterwards, if you're watching the live stream once Twit is over, they just leave the sh- live stream running for a while. And uh, there's a good chance that you might see me on there. So, anyway, I'm pretty now, excited. Do they do like a hashtag or anything during that show where people tweet or anything? Um, I don't know. Even if there's not, you can create one. Yeah. How about just, I don't know, just Twit Live. Do like or, or maybe Live. Once you know of the people that are confirmed that are that are saying they're coming to that, that'll be in the audience, maybe make a, a Twitter list of those people so I can know oh, who to, just, to see who's tweeting. Go to uh, go to gspn.tv slash twit meetup, T-W-I-T meetup. And uh, that already has the RSVPs of the people who will be there. There you go. Sweet. So there you go. I'll, I'll create a list. There you go. Cool. Because I want to follow, I want to, I want to be able to interact with people that are sitting there live, while I'm watching them live. We we, we could we should like time some kind of like paper wad or something like that that's thrown up onto the table. <laughs> no, we won't do that. No, we won't. I'm I'm gonna get myself kicked out of the Twit Studios before I even get there. I already made the mistake of using you know suggesting that we use the hashtag Occupy Twit. <laughs> Before, before all of a sudden it turned into like this massive political unrest kind of thing. I guess maybe it was already that, but I just don't watch the news enough, I guess. Okay, so the gspn.tv slash twit meetup is a Facebook event. Yes, it is. Correct? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Which, by the way, you know, hey, you want to turn this into social media serenity? Uh, well, we've been talking about live and digital and streaming and twit, twi- uh, tweeting, not twitting, tweeting. 
this whole time. So it's connected. But yeah, check this out. Bring so it back around. I was and I now I forgot. <laughs> Facebook events. That's what it was. Have you noticed yeah. that you can't remove yourself from a Facebook event anymore? Yeah, you can say whether you're attending, you're not attending, or you can say I'm attending maybe or no, but that doesn't remove you from it. Yeah, so so if you're if you're invited. So once somebody's invited you to or maybe if you respond like here's the thing, I don't think I, I'm not invited. I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and say I'm attending because I'm attending live live via satellite. Right. <laughs> And now I don't see where I can go in. Let's see. If see I click I, you are attending. See, I've got I a button. I can switch to not attending or maybe attending, but I can't pull out. Oh, wait a second. You know what? I see something different here. And um, I do see a bunch of events in here and it says respond or it'll have what I chose. And I noticed that I'm not, I haven't really been getting any emails sent to events that I haven't responded to. But I wonder if all of a sudden, if I hit, if I respond, let me go to this strategic connections event and I'm going to put not attending. All right. And so, oh, wait a second. If I hit not attending, it, the pop up, the RSVP to this event, then there's the remove this event. Well, there you go. So if I click attending, click not attending and hit RSS, RSVP. Yes. It doesn't show me any. Well, no, it doesn't show me. You don't have to say not attending. All you have to do is hit respond, remove this event. Wait, where's respond? Okay, go to go just go to facebook.com. On the left-hand side, go to events. Got it. All right. And then you see all the events and you'll see respond next uh, Okay. Time. You know, so just click respond and then just hit remove this event and then you can oh, always yep. you can Got always it. So it used to be that you would go into the event. And then it pops up and says, are you sure? Right. And then also there's a checkbox, ignore, advice, in, ignore invites from, and it gives you the name of the person. Yep. I'm not looking at yours. I'm looking at somebody else's. Right. So, wow. That, I, you know what? We Oops. just learned something new right here because I... Hands on technical experience in social media. Exactly. Because I, I I don't know about you. Had you noticed that though, where you scrolled to the bottom of the page and that little remove event was gone? I, I had not that. noticed that before. So I get invited to way too many events that well, yeah, absolutely have nothing to do with anything. That, I think the the major rule is this: don't invite a ton of people to something if they're out of state or out of town or out of like multiple states away. Just don't do it. Well, this is the thing. You know, I want to do. Uh, I would love to invite. I wish there was a way. For me to, um, I wish there was a way for me to find a list of all of my friends that live in California to the LA meetup, you know, from the event, like invitation form. It's like some, some sorting abilities or some search abilities inside of the event invitations. Yeah. Like geolocational ability to, as far as inv Facebook event invites. Right. Could you do two separate tabs, one in the invite and then one in the Facebook, just plain old Facebook and go to friends and then be able to maybe geographically I don't know. parse people to only pull up California. Yeah. And then when you go down through the invite, you'd go you'd be able to kind of go through and say, okay, him, 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 him. You'd have to go back and forth between two tabs a little bit, but and it's and it's not fun, but 
Yeah. That, that'd be the way to do it. I think I'm just going to send out an anyway. email to the people on the mailing list and say, if you're in California, you know, yeah. come on out. And I might throw out a, I, I was thinking about creating like a, a podcast episode that's like five or 10 minutes in length and throwing it onto every single podcast feed we have. Like even the old TV show feeds that, that haven't been used in a while. Just because I know there are a ton of people who used to listen to the Lost Podcast who were in California and they say, if you ever do a California yeah. meetup, I'm coming. Now, and I think that the would be one awesome. you the one you put out already was only podcast answer man. That was only podcast answer man. Okay. And it went out on the quote unquote all inclusive feeds because it was a part of podcast answer man. Gotcha. So everybody who's got the all the all in feed, they've they've seen it. But that doesn't mean that. Yeah, there's still some people so out I, there who are maybe only subscribed to, let's say, the Lost podcast or something else like that. Or maybe Grey's Anatomy or Desperate Housewives or something. They're yeah. they're holding out for the day that we'll record another show, which eventually we may. Eventually we may. Hey, so uh, last night, the story, going back to the Mashable thing that we could have uh, talked about. Um, Hold on, I'm getting a text from my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that will make sense in a second. All right. So last night, tell, tell me who this rain guy is, because okay. I had never heard of him before. Yeah, majority of our listeners will actually know who Rain Wilson is. He Except is, for Cliff, who lives under a rock. Well, and I'm trying to think of, he's been in movies. I'm trying to think of what he's been in that you would have seen, like maybe Juno. No, nope. that's that uh, Angelina Jolie movie, right? No. No? That's the one where, what's her name? That's I can't think of her name. Um, is a, a teenager and she gets pregnant and yeah, never saw that one. Anyways, um, what else has he been in? Gosh, you know what? This is where IMDb comes in, and I'm going to just talk while I look it up. I'm going to talk. Um, Rain Wilson is on The Office. He plays Dwight, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of what else he's been in. But anyway, he is a popular comedian person he's um wow he's on one life to live yeah that's weird i don't think i know him from there either but we're not going to go into (laughs) (laughs) soap operas because i've heard all about that we'll eventually get to this story i promise um he's been in monsters versus aliens he's in transformers revenge of the fallen oh okay Um, i've seen transformers stuff like that i can't think of why I can't think of it. Oh, The Rocker. Did you ever see The Rocker? Nope. All right. Well, (laughs) my super ex-girlfriend? No. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. I did see that. That was a good movie. He's a friend. He's the friend of Luke Wilson's character in that movie. Okay, cool. Anyway. So he's a comedian. Yes. I think which is most notably from The Office, which I think is probably important to the story. Yes, it is. Because once I knew who it was, I was like, oh, this is not real. This is totally him pulling stuff yeah about food (laughs) all right so so on twitter last night um there was a tweet that says joanne tell at del taco i will accept twelve thousand dollars to plug their bleep food thanks rain all right and so he and then four minutes later he said please discard that last tweet was a private text to my assistant (laughs) <laughs> and then he says, loving the new at Del Taco Macho Bel Grande burrito. It's beef tacular. And he puts trademark at the end of it. But, and that was about five minutes later. Yeah, that's about five the, minutes later. 
So Mashable ran the story, you know, did he just get caught in, you know, this, you know, did he just get caught? Was this an accidental embarrassing thing where he's being paid to tweet? And uh, I didn't even think about it. I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what happened. But of course, I don't know who Rain Wilson is. So I didn't know that he's a comedian. But now that I know that he's a comedian from the (laughs) office, Eric, it, it, it makes plain sense that this is not this is no embarrassing tweet. This was planned from the beginning. Yeah, this is I mean, you can see right through it. Yeah, I mean, how All else? Within 10 minutes, he's done three tweets, one saying, hey, another saying, oops, and then another saying, ha, 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 you fake got me, <laughs> basically. Right. Hilarious. So the whole the whole deal is that how else are you going to get Mashable to write the story about you and get Cliff and Eric on, on uh, social media serenity to talk about Del Taco? And that, that was the whole reason Rain did this. I'm positive is that he just wanted coverage for Del Taco on he, it, social media be, serenity. Yeah. And, and what we paid him in tacos was probably well worth its weight. <laughs> uh, to be honest, this also could have literally been a paid plug done in a very unique oh, way. Oh, I, there's no doubt you know? in my mind that this was a paid tweet. Or he did it on his own. But either or, way. Yeah, that, that, that could be possible but i would believe i i I personally believe that yes this was him being extremely transparent about the fact that uh he received twelve thousand dollars to tweet about del taco i I think that that could be the way it went and and it worked because you don't know what del taco is but i sure do we had one back in new york and it was very good well it worked because i just looked up del taco's Twitter ID. I mean, I mean, it, before reading this tweet, I had no interest or I, I had nothing about Del Taco. But now I see that Del Taco, and I see their website. Now look, I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm on their, I'm, I'm on the business website, checking it out. Eighty nine cents, five flavors of fresh flavor. Now that's not the quality Mexican food we're used to at uh, Chipotle, but. <laughs> It's it's notches it's notches above, say Taco Bell, <laughs> back in the day when that was what I'm, what my staple was. Mm, caram- oh. I want to I want a caramel shake now. I'll right. tell you what one of the greatest things I Del ever Taco. had. Yeah, one of the greatest things I ever had at Del Taco. Oh, that does look good. Uh, the, the caramel <laughs> shake. If the thing flipped, it was like ooh, I caramel know. shake. Yeah, dulce de leche. Cal- Anyway, no, one of the greatest things Del Taco has is they will let you do nachos, but instead of it being taco chips, it can be French fries, crinkle cut French fries with the nacho stuff on top. It's so good. Ah, goodness gracious. Anyway, I don't know. Do do they have defibrillators in that restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) This is not a a normal eat. Oh, they have them in Indiana. Where's one near me? (laughs) Check it out. See? This episode thanks, brought to you thanks, by our Rain. friends at Del Taco. Thanks, Wayne. I mean, Rain. Wayne. Rain. <laughs> All right. So um, let's move on to another story. How's that? Sure. Uh, Twitter quietly rolling out a new expandable timeline. And just just by the description alone, this uh, in my mind, I'm like, expandable timeline? Okay. Yeah. And And what I did was, this was a tweet I caught last night. And I deleted the second half of the tweet that says, seems to be copying someone, question mark. 
And I think you'll get the impression of who they think it's copying once you watch the video. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and click this, and it's got a video that has audio to it. So uh, pulling it up right here, and I'm hitting play. So let me get um, 720p to- here. Um, I just logged into Twitter, and I noticed something a little strange. Um, they've moved the retweets, the favorites, up to the top. So now when you hover over a link, instead of it being at the bottom, it'll be at the top. Um, also, the most important feature is you can now open single tweets. Um, if it's a threaded, it'll become a threaded conversation if there were replies to it. Um, you can also view media. Um, for that, I'll go to my own profile. And you can open up a tweet with, for instance, a TwitPick, a Frog picture, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm assuming YouTube videos will do the same thing, um, and it'll expand the tweet itself. Um, you can also do, like down here, I have a conversation. Um, so you can open that up, and it'll expand the entire conversation between the replier and yourself. Um, and then you can also do retweets, as you can see right here. Um, and that's pretty much all I've really noticed with this new update. And I haven't seen anything from Twitter on their blog. I haven't seen anything on their uh, official Twitter account. So I'm assuming they'll be updating their blog soon about this. Um, I have seen a few users talking about it. So hopefully you guys will start seeing this soon. All right. So I watched the video here. And I guess it looks a lot like the way that Facebook does when you see multiple comments and you can expand right. it down. As well as the little functionality being moved, the retweet and favorite and reply all being moved up into the upper right-hand portion of the post. Is that something Facebook's doing now? That's what Facebook has when you go and you want to... Um, I'm actually going to go over there. Like, here's the top post on my wall and if you go to the upper right there's the arrow and you click that and then all the options come down right okay so exactly yeah so the you know number one it doesn't look like a major improvement i mean they had all of this functionality built into the sidebar before right and so it's nothing new they're just moving it into the timeline and being able to push it down and i think okay that's fine um the one thing that i i love is that you know they're you know the the idea of bringing the conversation of course they were trying to do that in the sidebar as well Obviously, but it was lim- it was limiting over there over in the if if they fully expand it and let it fully expand versus just throw the show the like last 2 3 4 conversational tweets mm-hmm. which it seems to limit to i've not seen it go farther than that in right. terms of over on the right hand side so well, I, you know, obviously, I don't think this is a big, huge step forward, um, but it's it's something that's interesting, I, I, I guess. It, it's funny because all of a sudden now I find myself not using the the actual website nearly as much as I used to. I I don't know about Why you. Why is that? I, well, I, I'm, I'm using TweetBot on my <laughs> iPhone or I'm using the official Twitter client. Yeah. Um, which by the way, ever since we moved over to TweetBot, I find myself in front of my computer still looking at TweetBot. In front of your computer? Yeah, so so I'll be at my computer, but I'll still use TweetBot to interact with Twitter. Oh, so you'll see it on 
the website or no, some, no, 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 no. Like if I like sometimes like if I want to just catch up with what people are doing and saying, like if I have just a minute and, and normally I would just pull up, you know, Twitter, or I would pull up the Twitter, Twitter website or the Twitter application to see what people are just saying on the timeline. I find myself going to pulling my phone up and looking and going into Tweetbot because it automatically by default is showing me just the GSPN community tweets. Right. And I love that. Um, one other thing that I noticed about Tweetbot um, that we didn't talk about last week is have you, you know how in Osphora, let's just say if you had downloaded um, all your direct messages in there, let's just say you had eight direct messages. Yeah. And then you went to another program and you responded to some direct messages and, and or you had cleared out. You decided out of those eight, five of them were just spam direct messages. So you delete those five messages, leaving only three left. Okay. Well, if you go over to, you know, you go back to Osphora later, guess what happens? Those direct messages are still there, right? Yeah. In Tweetbot, have, if you have all eight direct messages down into your Tweetbot application and it shows all eight of them, but you go to the web and you delete five of them, you go back to Tweetbot and the next time you refresh, it only shows the three. It automatically deletes them out of Tweetbot for you. Okay, so Tweetbot's actually syncing yes. with what you've done in the past as opposed to other yes. clients. Exactly. I had not played around with that to that point yet. That's another major feature. Major feature. Very cool stuff. All right. So Twitter quietly rolling out some kind of new expandable timeline. Uh, probably something that I'll take very little advantage of. But maybe, I don't know. I would just love to hear some kind of rumors about those threaded comments. Oh, you know what? Something that um, I don't have in the show notes. Guess what we're not able to talk about today? I don't know. Google Plus for Google Apps users. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. And uh, yeah, interesting. Has not happened yet. Still not out. Still not there. And they said any day now. Yeah, and we said, okay, definitely. I remember I made guesses. I was like, yeah, next uh, Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) nothing. Not so much. Well, maybe, maybe by the time we come back in two weeks from today... We will be able to talk about it. By that point, if they've not done it, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Because it wasn't last week, or it was last week. So that would have been this week, next week, and the following three weeks from when we mentioned it being a few days. And and those who know me know pretty much overall I'm an optimist. And I would not be surprised if we don't have anything to talk about in two weeks. I wouldn't either. Because <laughs> they <laughs> promised this stuff for Google Buzz and, well, they killed Google Buzz. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, I, you know what? A new error for clout scores. Did your clout score go up or down or stay the same with the change? <laughs> mine went down twice. Did it? Majorly, it went down twice. Yeah. Mine yeah. Mine. Ha- mine took a, a quite a bit of hit. I was right around... I, I don't was, know. I haven't checked it today. I was hovering around 65, 66, and, and now I'm, I'm down to 58. Let me check though, mine. Though my true reach has gone up to 4,000. Do you, do you, do you want to know... We've, I've mentioned this, but we've not gone into detail. Do you remember how I said, hey, the surefire tip to get clout is to uh, tweet baby pics? Yes. Tweet and Facebook, actually. More Facebook than anything. <laughs> Um, and, uh, do you want to know how high I got up to? How high? I got up to 79. 
Really? By, do, by doing that. Yeah. It went up that high. And it was up that high for about a week. Then it slowly drifted into about the, the low 70s, and I was at about 73. And then it went down into where it was before, which was about 68, 69, and it stayed there, which is very similar to where you were at mm-hmm. somewhere in there for a long time. And not that I'm keeping score. And now I'm 56 after they rejiggered the algorithm or whatever it is. But anyway, their, their, their official blog post where they announced this about a week ago that they were going to be doing something to this. Um, they're basically, they basically made changes to the algorithm that, that calculate the, the clout score. So, Hmm. Let's see what well, I understand that they're supposed to be. Um, so basically in the past day, your amplification decreased by one point, your influence on Facebook decreased recently. So I, I guess I had had some, you know, higher than normal Facebook interaction with some folks. And then right. all of a sudden it went down. Um, so this is something that, that they're doing now. They're telling you a little bit why some things are, <clears throat> things are happening. So it says in the past day, mm-hmm. your network, network impact decreased by 0.13 points. These influencers in your network re- recently lost influence. So wait a second. So I can, I, to get my tweet, to get my clout score up, I need to get the influencers in that, that are in my network to increase their influence. So, and it tells me, what? The, yes, that's, ex- I'm not kidding you. It says, where these, are you seeing this? Okay. Go to your, cl- go, just go to clout.com. I'm, I'm in clout. And then on your account where it says slash Eric J. Fisher, yeah. scroll down, scroll down to the very bottom. And read to me what it says. In the past day, your network impact. Read that. Okay. In your past, in the past day, your network impact has remained steady. Okay. These influencers in your network recently lost influence. So that means their influence has gone down. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything in terms of me. That, That's just them. I know, but what, what this is saying, it, this is your network impact. So, so, and and I totally get why this would be an influential, uh, uh, okay. Network impact. If if you hover over network impact, network impact measures the influence of your audience. For example, Justin Timberlake has a high network impact because he interacts with other very influential people. So the more influential the people you interact with, the higher that portion of your score. So you and I should just set up a Facebook conversation and just have it there. And then that influences our influence and our influencers and so on and so on and so on. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we just need to start adding, you know, following some influencers to our Twitter. So I, Well, I, it's, not just, it, it's not just following. It's, it's in, interacting. Interacting. So that it's not a one-way street. They have to respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway... <laughs> Hey, Rain Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you $12,000 to talk to me. <laughs> to talk, to tweet with me. Uh, I got your uh, Del Taco. All right. Um, let's see. Ch- Twitter changes the way we watch TV. Uh, this, I will tell you, has not happened for me. I have not read this, by the way. This is coming from the Twitter blog. Please tell me that you've read this and you can summarize for us what this is. 
I read this and what it has to do with is not necessarily something we've maybe, I think we've talked before where people are watching TV and they're tweeting out spoilers and all that. This is more to do, although this ties into it, this has more to do with live TV watchers or TV um, networks getting people who are sitting there on the couch with their phone or what device in hand that are tweeting while they're watching TV to interact with the live TV show. They've done this, for example, on uh, Big Bang Theory, where there's a Big Bang Theory hashtag that comes up on the screen. Yes, while you're watching to get you interact, you know, it, to interact with the show as you're. It's it's basically TV tweet chat, right? That TV networks are instigating. That's yeah. that's the summary right there. And- <laughs> The problem with these networks throwing up, like, for example, the Fringe does this as well. So you're watching Fringe and during the commercial break or whatever, it it gives you the hashtag of what you should put on on your tweets if you're tweeting about what you're watching on Fringe. The thing is, is that, you know, Stephanie's got, of course, I don't I don't follow a lot of people who would normally tweet things like this. But Stephanie's got somebody in our community who she she has to avoid looking right. at Twitter until she can watch Fringe because this person tweets a lot, tweets about Fringe while watching Fringe and she was spoiled on a major plot develop- development in the last episode of, of Fringe and and it was a you know it was a surprise for me but it was not for her. She knew it was going to happen before it happened. And which is another case for Tweetbot because you could mute the person or the hashtag or both. Exactly. <laughs> and and she's like, you know, I don't want to unfollow him, but at the same time, I'm, you know, this is getting frustrating. This happens every single week. It's happening yep. all the time. And um, you know, it, it, you know, I'm one of the things that I'm thinking about, and if you don't mind me just completely staring into it. another direction. You know, I've got I've got at GSPN and I've really enjoyed having the freedom of, of, you know, just tweeting anything and everything I want under GSPN underscore extreme. I read a a blog post somewhere the other day that talks about some of the things that, you know, is fun to do on Twitter and one of the things you should consider, you know, trying. And one of them is to create a completely 100 percent anonymous Twitter account. That you never tell anybody who you are, and that it, that it belongs to you. And what's the purpose behind that? Just to tweet anything you want. I mean, okay. Does that make sense? I mean, I you know, at first it's like, but why would I want to do that? But then at the same time, it's like you know what? It sometimes it would be fun to tweet things. I guess that that are that go out into the public sphere, if you will that uh that would certainly show up and really who who's going to see it and honestly it will only be the people who you know find some of the things that you're tweeting about in the search and so if i had a completely 100% anonymous twitter account for example and i never let anybody know i there's nothing that ties it back to me whatsoever but if i wanted to tweet during fringe with all the other people in the world who are tweeting about fringe then I could pull up the hashtag, you know, pound fringe and I could have a conversation with them all I want. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if zero people follow me. I'm still interacting on Twitter with a bunch of other people. The only thing is, though, now that. I, yeah, I like that idea. But the only thing is, though, is that, you know, then the question is, is, well, do I let people know who I am? 
you know, and, and, and what's the value of having those conversations without the value of the relationship. So I don't know. It, it, it's something I read in a blog post and it's in, and uh, there have been two different times where I was kind of just bored and I just, you know, I was, I was tempted to just go into GSPN underscore extreme and just randomly just tweet stuff that makes absolutely no sense at all just because I was bored. And, and it's like, I'm bored. Hmm. Wonder what I'll do. I'm sitting here wondering what I'll do. I mean, just silly stuff. And I, right. it's like, I didn't even want to do that to the people who follow me on GSPN underscore extreme. But if I had just random a Twitter account that just goes out into the ethos of the universe. <gasps> anyway, I have no idea. Forget I said that. Erase that. Back it up. We'll take that out in post-production. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Do we have another story? So anyways, TV and Twitter. Don't do it. Yes. They or don't do, do it wisely. Or do it wisely. <laughs> create create yourself a, a TV Twitter account. You know, it, it can be Cliff on Fringe, you know, or Cliff on Lost or, you know, our... I, you know, lost, you know, I tweet lost spoilers. Yeah. There you go. Although, you know, at this point, I don't lost know. spoilers are, there's, so, there's still, there's, there's still some at least people one that people I know that it. will not let me speak about lost in public in front of certain other people because they haven't yeah. finished what lost. And I'm like, wait a second. That's the same thing you told me a year and a half, you know, a year ago. And I'm like, so where are you by the way? Oh, I, you know, I, I'm some, I'm still in the first season. I'm like, and you care if I... Ah, oh, whatever. And I know that that person happens to be in the chat room right now. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like, seriously? Come on, I can talk about Lost. If you haven't watched... If it's if it's been a year and you haven't finished Lost yet, then it's, it's not necessarily a spoiler, right? Come on, right? Anyway. Yeah. Social media calendar voicemail. Are we going there? We can. All right. We could save it for last. There's two other stories here. All right. Well, we'll move it to last. Got What's it. the next one then? All right. Uh, yeah. So be careful what you tweet because you could get fired. I can't. Well, not you. Because right. you're your own grandpa. I mean, boss. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry. That's what I think of. And uh, so anyway, a single retweet caused a Palestinian envoy to Canada to Canada to be fired. So it's not be careful what you tweet. It's be careful what you retweet. Know what you're retweeting before you retweet it. Huh. This person who was a, let's see, blah, blah, blah. She was a Canada uh, envoy, any person, political person. And they saw, she sent a tweet to her followers saying, check this video out. And it linked to a YouTube video. And it was a young Palestinian girl shouting a poem in Arabic with English subtitles that then said something about a war, about injustice and oppression, and then destroying the Jews. So anyway, the Canadian foreign minister, foreign affairs minister, saw the tweet and he and the uh, he and the other people in the government complained about this person and 2 weeks later after she had sent the tweet or retweeted the tweet i should say she was told to pack her things and leave canada leave canada <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't just get fired she's been like she's, she's banished she's yeah. been banished from the kingdom oh my goodness and right. 
And because she was a, okay, she was a Palestinian in Canada. So part of the job was being there. So that oh, would be okay. she was in Canada. She wasn't, Can- she wasn't Canadian and then forced to leave Canada. <laughs> although that's even funnier. And I'm going to uh, think of it that way. But <laughs> she was Palestinian in Canada. And then she retweeted something and she should have looked at it first. And she didn't. And complaints were raised. Complaints so, were raised. Hmm. Heads rolled. Oh. So yeah, I mean, I mean, do you ever do that? Do you ever retweet something that before you really look at it or read the article or whatever? I do not. Yeah, I try not to. I do not. I, is, I won't admit it's probably happened, but I try not to. Yeah, that that one when, when I when it comes to a retweet, I'm like, and the, the question is, is do I want to do I want to throw this onto the timeline of somebody who follows me? And yeah. so I, I I try to be careful with mo- much of what I put onto Twitter most of the time. It, very rarely, though, I do I do sometimes tweet without thinking about what I'm saying. <laughs> and, yes. then, and then and then I go and delete the tweet a few minutes afterwards. Right. I've done that before, but uh, I try not to retweet stuff that I haven't fully vetted myself. Yeah. All righty. So, uh, be careful. Twitter has 100 million monthly active users and 50% of those or 50 million at least log in every day. And I log yeah. in. I log in every day. I log in more than every day. But I <clears throat> log in every day on at least two of my accounts. Sometimes three or four. Yeah, there you go. You, you're, you, you, are, you are about the point zero zero something percent what's that when you log you log in on multiple accounts every day yeah i mean that i mean isn't that i mean right now all you know my my even though i don't use them i'm logged in right now to one i'm logged into my gspn underscore extreme hunger games pod i'm actually logged into stephanie's full-time mom account um i'm logged into at gspn and i'm at uh, logged into at lost podcast so yeah. I, I'm logged into one, two, three, four, five. I log into five accounts every day without even knowing about it. And it just, I mean, this is just always open. Yeah. And what I was trying to do quickly, since I don't know math, was how much percent of those accounts you have are what percent of the 50% <laughs> of the 50 They're I, the point zero 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 something percent. I learned a long time ago not to do math on a podcast. Not to do math on a podcast. And I try not to do math when I'm not on a podcast. <laughs> the only thing we talk about on this podcast, math related, is plus one. Exactly. And and, and I'll talk about that when we get and to even Google then, Apps. Yes. So, but um, there, there's some other interesting things in this article. Oh, cool. What is it? So, um, Twitter's been on a roll in but, the recent months, it says. Well, before you go there, I, I, just, I do want to point sure. out, though, my, my point here is that they don't have... I mean... <clears throat> when we say active users, I think of when I hear the word active user, I think of an individual like Eric Fisher is an active user. Right. Yes. I don't think of an account as active account. So I, I want to know in when, existence, you mean, right. right? So like you don't think of a, a, an account that exists as an, an active account. It, well, I, I think it's a, no, I would, I would argue that an, an account is an active account. But what this is saying is Twitter has 100 monthly 100 million monthly active users. 
But are they, you know, in this calculation, are they calculating my five accounts as one active user? Because I'm only one active user for those five accounts. So mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, you know, are they doing this by IP address? How, how are they, you know? No, I, I think that, that what they're doing is they are saying that you yourself, one single person, are counting as what, five or six active accounts because those accounts are active because you are active in them. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is that would be... So that can be misleading. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this headline is misleading, potentially. Although, although I, I think they could have potentially accounted for the fact that an active user may have multiple active accounts. I don't know that to be sure. Right. I don't know. <laughs> It's just, I, I think G, I think what they're I think by their logic and what they're saying, GSPN as well as GSPN Extreme are both active users. And I would disagree vehemently. Well, you can, but that's what they're saying. Okay, and so that's how, that's what their terminology is meaning, I believe. Right. And you think they should switch their terminology to better accurately reflect? Yeah, Twitter has user, one hundred million user monthly ac- monthly active accounts. Accounts. Yeah. That, are, that are logged and 50% of those accounts are logged into Here we every go day. again with word nitpicking. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I mean, I mean I'm just so if, Twitter's, if Twitter's going to release numbers and numbers right. are so important, then then let's be accurate here. I mean, are, are, you, yeah. are you telling us that you have 100 million people in this world who are using Twitter and 50 million people who are logged in every day? Or is that 25 million people who all have two accounts that they log into every I wonder, day. I wonder if there's even a way that they can know. Like, are they really doing the homework in, and is it even possible for them I, to do the homework I of knowing you have six or seven accounts? I think it's possible. I think you could do it via IP address. And I know that many people log in from work and they all share the same IP address. Well, but, or mobile. Or, well, mobile, mobile, you'll have your own IP address. Okay, but um, even in a situation where they're where they're all logging in from the same IP address at work, you could if you're using a Twitter application like the official Twitter application that's logging into five accounts at the same time within seconds of each other, then then they could easily account for that in an algorithm. I I think they I I think they could be more um, you know um, uh, I can't think of the word proactive. Yeah. Forthright. Yeah, I, I, I th- that's the thing. I, I just, I just, my question is, do they have, you know, is this 50 million people who log into Twitter every day or is this a lot less who have multiple accounts, but you have multiple accounts? And does it yeah. really matter? It doesn't. But, but still, I think, anyway, I, it, it's something that I'm interested in knowing. I mean, I, and I wonder, you know, when, when it comes to Facebook, I don't know people who have a ton of extra accounts. I know a couple people who have, you know, a personal, they have a personal account with Facebook, but they also have a separate, they log in under a different email address for, you know, business purposes. But right. that's, that's much fewer and further between that's um, than, than more what I of see a on hurdle Twitter. to do on Facebook than it is on Twitter. Uh, they, they made it pretty easy when pages came out, fan pages came out. Well, I mean, that's different. I, you're talking, if you're talking literally profiles. Yes. That's more work, okay, than yes. than creating another Twitter account. Exactly. 
that's up and running in five seconds and yeah. less hard to maintain right separate accounts but anyway all right so tell me something the else other, interesting in here the other the other key piece is there they said is since the launch of ios 5's twitter integration they've seen their uh signups for twitter triple yes and when was that that was uh was two october weeks ago. 10th i think yes yeah, it was a wednesday so, so. three weeks ago yeah is that right Today's the 27th. I don't know. That's 17 days, though. Two and a half weeks. Today's the 27th. One, 17 days. Two, two weeks. Okay. It was the 12th. Okay, so it was so two weeks in a day. Eric, you forced me to do math on this podcast. It's not math. I looked at a calendar. <laughs> there may be numbers there, but I'm going by boxes. Because <laughs> I'm doing 17 minus 10 is Stop 17. It. There are seven days in a week, so that's two weeks is 14. That leaves us three days left over. (sighs) Anyway. Two weeks in a day. So, so yeah. uh, Anyway. (laughs) Whatever. This show has been completely derailed. The the title of this show is The One With All The Math. Um, The other key piece here is that in January of this year, they had about 30% of their monthly active users, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's over 50. So over the course of this year, people have been more active on Twitter. Right. And that's just, you know, by whatever terminology you're going for, that's still true. Indeed. People use Twitter more. People do use Twitter more because Twitter is more awesomer. More awesomer. I did that on purpose, just in case anybody wants to email (laughs) me and let me know that that's not a real word. All right. So um, I'll tell you what. Do we have time for some voicemails? Let's go. All right. We have four, by the way. Oh, geez. Do you want four? Let's let's do let's do as many as we can. All right. Let's do this. Um, the first one. Let's go in uh, to social media calendar because it's been sitting here for a while. So this is from Ryan. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Ryan Swindle calling from California. Been listening to this show for uh, about a year now. That's uh, Social Media Serenity. And uh, at my work here, I've been having a, a lot of difficulties finding a social media calendar. Our vice president of marketing keeps uh, asking me for one, and I keep coming up with them, and they're okay, but they're not just, you know, exactly what I was thinking of. I wanted to know if you guys had any suggestions for a social media uh, marketing calendar that will really make my uh, social media day more serene. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. So, Eric, um, we weren't able to find out how to get in touch with Ryan, were we? No. So I, I, I looked. I couldn't find you. So sorry. But I'm I'm taking this. I'm going to take a guess here at what you mean by that, and I'm going to switch it and use the terminology editorial calendar. Okay. And use that as publishing calendar for say blog posts. Then and then in turn sharing that out to Facebook, Twitter, etc. That could also include YouTube videos and all that. This is how my office works. I'm in the editorial office of the marketing and communication um, office at Indiana Wesleyan University. And though, even though I'm social media, I'm not a silo. I integrate with other people uh, like a communication specialist who is the main guy on our blog that we just got started. And actually, it's funny that this came up because we've we've started. We, what we did is we've got a Google Calendar, and then we're all looking and editing editing it 
language and math today, man. Can't do either. Um, where we can look as well as edit it or give the link out for people through iCal so that they can keep it separated from their to-do stuff for their, you know, meetings and, you know, appointments and all that kind of stuff. They can just open iCal real quick and boom, there's the blog calendar to see what posts are what day and all that kind of stuff. Now, to go even further in depth with that, then for me, and I really hope Buffer comes out with the Facebook portion soon because I'd love to be able to use that instead of Hootsuite uh, for face- scheduling Facebook posts. But then I take what's been published and what I see about to be published or as soon as it's published, I get a notification from our blog posts to then go in turn and schedule those Facebook posts, uh, et cetera. Right. So that's kind of what I hear you saying. I'm not sure what a marketing person could be asking you for as far as a social media calendar other than that, because you've got to have the content created at least to a certain point to be able to schedule it. Um, unless it's some, it's a piece, unless a link that you're going to link to and write multiple tweets about and throw as a batch into buffer and then adjust times and order and all that, which I do on a daily basis. Um, that's as far as I can see that they'd be asking for. Now, do they want you to mark every single tweet that you've scheduled or if you're doing it manually that you have scheduled to then go do manually? Um, Is that what they're asking for? I don't know. But maybe, I mean, I would almost suggest find the way for you to schedule it out yourself for what works for you and then present that maybe. Right. So that they trust you. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, and the only what do you other, think? the only other thing that I can think of that that relates to you know having a social media calendar and and being serene is my my thinking is how much time out of my week do I spend working on social media so that I can do the other work that that I'm responsible for? Oh, that's a good point. Like how if you have certain slots of time scheduled to check to see if there's responses that are needing to be made to Facebook inquiries or Twitter inquiries or uh, routing feedback that's come in through those different channels to the appropriate people, things like that. Exactly. Uh, or hitting reply and, and doing responses. Yeah, because it's not all about scheduling broadcasting material across these channels. It is about interaction, and you've got to kind of, you kind of got to do a mix of both. You can't just sit there all day, every day, waiting for a blog post to come out so that you can then tweet it, tweet it and then post it to Facebook. That's That's more of a... A scheduled item, right. but getting a notice that somebody posted a comment that's you know inflammatory, and and how you start to proactively deal with that, things like that. That's you know you can't leave it alone forever, but at the same time you can't sit in front of a screen all day every day if you've got other things you got to do. So right, and so welcome to my life. <laughs> exactly, and and I and I think that it has the, a lot to do more with time management, and and once you decide how you're going to manage your time. I think the technology is 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 of second nature. Yeah, you know how how do you how do you list out that time and 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 I think Google Calendar is a great way to do that. That I mean, I use Google Calendar for a ton of different things. I use Google Calendar to you know schedule things that are in advance, but also also I go in and say you know what every Monday at this time from you know for this you know from nine a.m. to nine thirty every Monday. I am doing X, Y, Z. And then I go in and set it to repeat every Monday without end. Yep. 
And and so Google Calendar, I think, is amazing. So if you're looking for something to schedule things out, um, I think Google Calendar is probably one of the best tools out there. But as far as managing your time, you know, that and and, and also, man, you know, managing what materials you're going to publish and produce, I think that you know, those are I don't think there's technology tools that help you to do that. I think those are things that you have to kind of strategically think, OK, what what's the plan of action I want to take? And then you know, holding yourself accountable to those things. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about here as an answer to the question is you need to devise some kind of a presenting to this person of what your social media workflow is, as well as your editorial calendar. How do those meet? Exactly. So, and that my friend will hopefully let you lead a more serene life. And that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of Social Media Serenity. One of the craziest episodes I think we've had in a while. But it's always fun. (laughs) If I were to count back on old episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have had some crazy ones in the past, I'm sure. Although I think this one probably has had the most math. It's definitely had the most math. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, my friends, we'll be back again in two weeks. Uh, you can check out podcastanswerman.com. I'll be blogging on my trip to Blog World and and uh, heading out to meet Leo. Again, if you're in California, go to gspn.tv forward slash LA Meetup. Would love to hang out with you in LA. And uh, until next time, my friends, we encourage you to join the community. Mm-hmm.